I'm reading Acts chapter 4, verses 1 to 22. And to give you some context, the title says, Peter and John before the council. Now you know who it is in the story before they're mentioned. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and uh, Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation, and in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in, in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot speak of what we have seen and heard. Uh, but we can, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what he had, for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than forty years old. And this is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. What a beautiful testimony is this morning. Thank you, Andrew, uh, Drew Spence, and Dan Ingram. Uh, to, we are so glad to hear how God is using you in the different places that He has definitely has put, a, put you there. Uh, I want to remind you that this morning we gained one hour, right? So that means we have an extra hour for our service. <laughs> Amen. Are you happy for that? I came early this morning. I was wondering why I'm so early and it's so dark. But anyways, it was an extra hour. 
Let's start with an, a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hear what you are doing uh, through our brothers and sisters in different areas and parts of uh, Canada and the U.S. And as we come to your word, we pray that you will speak to us and that we will be receptive to see the things that you left for us to be seen and to walk and to uh, follow what you want us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. What is true for you is not true for me is one of the most famous statements of our culture. Imagine that I show up one day at the bank and I and I said to the bank teller, look, I would I will, I will like you to give me $100,000 from my bank account. The bank teller, of course, will tell me, sorry, sir. Your account says that you only have $225.16. But if I insist and, and respond, that is true for you, but not for me. Well, could you give me my $100,000? Do you think that I will get out of that bank with my pocket filled with $100,000? Of course not. The truth, doesn't, the truth doesn't change just because I want to change it. Truth is true for all people, at all times, in all places. This morning's passage is about truth. The disciples met a paralyzed man at the temple, and he was healed. People were surprised and wanted to know more about this miracle. Peter and John responded with the message of the gospel. Jesus, whom you crucified, is the saving Messiah, not only for the Jews, but for all those who believe in him. And many people, we saw that in last Sunday with Pastor Douglas in chapter 3, many people believe, but not so the leaders of the religious leaders of the time. So chapter 4 begins with this. Verse 1 and 2, and as they were speaking to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So they put them in prison, and the next day they asked them, by what power or by what name did you do this? And the disciples told them the truth. We did it by the name of Jesus. And later in that same verse 11, they said, by him, by Jesus, this man is standing before you well. And in verse 12, they concluded, and there is no salvation in no one else, 
For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. This is the same truth that they have heard from Jesus as well. You remember? Jesus claimed, I am the truth, I am the life, and I am the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the truth of the gospel is one, and it doesn't change. It's true for all people at all time in all places. The truth is there is one way, and there is one mediator, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter and John were not offering to the religious leader uh, a second option. They were not suggesting an alternative. No, they told them the truth. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. This statement in the time of Peter and John what was what we call these, day, these days Politically incorrect. It was politically incorrect. But for Peter, it was not a matter of political correctness. It was a matter of truth. Peter had walked with Jesus before and after his death. He had seen the wounds on his hands and feet. He had seen him ascending to heaven. What else could he say but the truth? Now, who were Peter and John talking to? That is very important to point in this, in this part of the passage. And as we read in verse 1 and 2, they were talking to the religious leaders at the time. These people control everything. In Israel, they were talking to these people who has so much power. They were so powerful that they could manipulate the Roman authorities to their benefit, even to kill people. They did it with Jesus. And now these leaders wanted Peter and John to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. But for Peter and John, this was not a matter of convenience or safety. It was a matter of truth. So at the end, these religious leaders couldn't stop the truth. And the gospel was soon spread out through the Roman Empire. If you ever take time to read the book of Acts, you will see the resistance that came from both Jewish and Gentiles when the message, Jesus is the truth and the only way, was preached. They were so, so adamant to this message. At the end, the Jewish insisted that Jesus was important, 
But the law of Moses was to be kept as well. On the other hand, the Gentiles were pantheists. They believe in many gods. So Jesus could be one of the many gods, but not the only God. But Peter, John, and the other apostles were not willing to compromise. And because of that, they were persecuted. Doesn't this context seem familiar for all of us today? In some parts of the world, Christians cannot gather as a church because of persecution. Because they are unwilling to compromise the truth about Jesus. Because this truth is true for all people at all times in all places. For us here, there are other challenges that we are facing as a church. In our post-modern world, the statement that Jesus saved saves is not offensive what is offensive is to believe and to preach that only jesus saves our society has come to believe that truth is what you believe it is whatever you want to believe becomes your truth and everybody and everybody's truth should be perceived as equal even in children's literature and in children's movies, you will find this line of thought. Believe, believe, and believe, and you wonder when they will complete the sentence. Believe in what? It's pretty much in whatever, whatever you want. If you're a religious person, well, believe what you think is best for you. If Jesus makes you feel okay, then Jesus is okay for you. But what you cannot say is that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. And sadly, I must admit, the church is going in that direction as well. Some years ago in El Salvador, a church from the U.S. offered medical and dental assistance to a pure community near our church. So we booked the hotels for the doctors. We went door to door inviting people to this event, and we spent months planning every detail. But a couple of weeks before the event, we received a call from this church in the U.S. asking us not to mention Jesus or advertise the event as a Christian medical outreach. The reason was that they wanted people to see the love, the kindness, and compassion of people, but without the restraints of religion. My pastor wisely responded, thank you for your help. But here, we do everything 
in the name of Jesus. Because brothers and sisters, love has a name, and it is Jesus. Kindness has a name, and it is Jesus. And compassion has a name, and it is Jesus. We do not think, we do not do things here in the name of love or in the name of kindness or in the name of humanity. Whatever the church does is in the name of Jesus because that is the truth for all people at all times in all places. We are so grateful for the many missionaries the Lord sent to Latin America to preach the message of the gospel almost 120 years ago. Some of them were stoned, persecuted, and killed, but they proclaimed salvation through Jesus. And it was this message, it was this truth that brought growth and power to the churches in Latin America. Because our primary need is Jesus, not materialism. And that truth, that truth is true for all people at all times in all places. As Christians, my dear friends, we are not free to believe as truth whatever we want to think truth is. St. Augustine once, said once, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it is not the gospel you believe, but yourself. Peter and John answer those who asked, by what power or by what name did you do this? And they told them, the truth by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth. May the Lord, may the Lord give us the courage to do the same here at First Kong. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement that truth has not changed even when times has changed the truth is jesus the only way the truth and the life help us to stand to that truth no matter the cost in jesus name we pray amen Dear brothers and sisters,